especially Melbourne winters, cool down the real estate market. With a lack of leaves on the trees, colour in the garden, shoes required to be taken off at open for inspections and rain coming from all directions, most don't see it as an optimal time to be selling their biggest asset. Yet, the lack of property on the market and those looking to settle before Christmas, those who choose to put their properties on the market seem to be able to get a sale price that's beyond their expectations. So today's podcast is all about the benefits of selling through winter. You're listening to Real Estate Bright. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Estate Right takes real estate knowledge to the next level, helping those who are new to the market, those who want to brush up on their knowledge, or those who want to understand the little idiosyncrasies that make the real estate industry go round. If you're looking to advertise your business in a niche market that targets buyers, sellers, renters, investors, and real estate agents, then look no further than Real Estate Right Podcast to put your name where people are listening. If you're interested in advertising, call Lisa on 5977-889 to find out more. Not many agents have this long list of attributes that make them a top agent. A fourth generation agent who has made it to the top 100 real estate agents in Australia four times with REA who was top 10 in Victoria in 2021 and sells over $100 million in property every year. He's a five-time suburb winner for Elwood on Rate My Agent, a finalist in REIB's Senior Auctioneers Competition and has recently sold property for $7.25 million, $4.525 million and $3.82 million in Elwood. A man whose name says it all from Chisholm and Gaiman. Welcome, Sam Gaiman. How are you? Hi, Sue. I'm terrific. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. That's great. Now, thanks for coming on. Now, being a fourth generation agent, when were you actually forced to go into real estate by your family or did you enjoy the pace, the lifestyle and experience of helping people find their dream home? <laughs> That's a very funny question and quite timely because my uh my brother's here um for a quick visit uh from copenhagen and we've just been introduced to my nephew for the first time he's 17 months old and as a result of uh of of covid we haven't met uh my nephew before and his initials are sg same as mine so he's scout gaiman and uh and i'm sam gaiman so sg sg mark ii anyway my dad sent me a video this morning of my nephew swinging the auction bell (laughs) (laughs) so this could be a fifth generation he could could be the fifth uh look it wasn't it certainly wasn't forced upon me in fact if dad said anything he said uh i I don't want you following my footsteps unless you really want to so he, he he never forced it on me um he wanted me to be passionate about whatever i chose to to do and and certainly I did an archaeology anthropology degree at at, um, at Monash University before I made the shift into real estate. So and, and I did some um, some copywriting and PR stuff as well. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't really um, follow straight into the family footsteps. But then I, I grew up with real estate around the 
the the dinner table. My my grandmother, you know, always talked about it. She worked in real estate. Um, you know, my aunt was working in real estate. Dad, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so it was always a, a, a certainly a topic of conversation and something that we loved and yeah. and knew all about. I mean, from a young age, I was um, helping dad on a Saturday at reception because he was running the business and he might have had somebody call in sick or he needed a bit of help or, you know, for whatever the reason was. So, you know, I guess I was around people uh, in, in real estate at an early age. Yeah. And the other thing was um, back in the, in the days... Uh, before mobile phones, I mean, our home telephone number was on all the advertising. Oh, can imagine. Um, yeah, so <laughs> whilst I wasn't selling, <laughs> whilst I wasn't uh, selling houses, uh, um, you know, when I was probably ten years old, I was certainly picking up the phone and and communicating and having to, you know, answer the phone in a professional manner and and talk to people who wanted to buy property. So, uh, you know, I guess I guess yeah, I was always around it, and and then when I when I came to doing it and, um, you know, it was something that, uh, you know, was a natural fit. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, at least that's not dealing with dead people, which you would have been dealing with, with archaeology, huh? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, we <laughs> might have been, or, or probably yeah, sitting in the desert somewhere with a toothbrush. Yeah. Um, so it uh, <laughs> doesn't sound quite as exciting. <laughs> it doesn't, no. Now, onto today's topic, which we're talking about the benefits of selling your home in winter. Yes. Now, why does the market traditionally slow down in winter? Uh, it slows down in winter for the very simple reason is that, that people have a preconceived idea. And when people have a preconceived idea, there's a little bit of the herd mentality. Yes. Uh, and so everybody says, oh, no, but isn't the best time to sell spring? Isn't the best time to sell at the start of the year? Oh, we don't want to sell our house then you know, prices aren't as good. There's not as many buyers around. That's the, the misconception. Yeah. Um, and and I, I guess it's just something that's been bred into the psyche over a long period of time. And I guess everybody always heard it. And so they just adopted it. Um, the reality is quite different. Yes. Um, and we have a, a huge number of fantastic winter sales. There are some ways um, to kind of, you know, maneuver through it to, to enhance the property because certainly there's some um, factors that come into play in spring, such as beautiful gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there are some tips and tricks that we, I'm sure you're going to ask me about, yes. but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that it doesn't slow down, but everybody always thought it did. Yeah. So, and, and, and maybe it did historically, but I mean, life has changed. Things yeah. have changed. We, we don't, we're constantly moving and, and, and doing things. And, and the reality is that people want to buy houses um, all the time. Mm. So, uh, if the right house comes up, and, and sometimes the right house is a property is hard to find, yes. um, if it, if it's presented in front of you, I mean, look, I, I I personally bought my house on the twenty third of December. It was a great Christmas present. Hey. People typically wouldn't expect to <laughs> people typically wouldn't expect to buy a property that close to Christmas, but yeah. we sell properties on Christmas Eve. We have done for fourteen years in a row. Mm. So. Yeah, the you know tr- tradition is is out the window. I yeah, think. and I think now that we're doing a lot more things virtually and more accessible with um, internet and and you know video uh, walkthroughs and all that sort of stuff, people are a bit more uh, they they feel like they actually can see more on a virtual platform without having to run out into the rain and go and buy something. But they, you know, do you know what I mean? But, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. And I think as well, people used to have this concept that if they were going away, they weren't contactable, yeah. um, you know, that they had to get something done before they left. Um, and in particular, I mean, we, you know, I remember I, I had to go to the office in the early days and send a contract for, a, I think it was the first house I listed over a million dollars. And and so it was important, really important. And, and I was at the office at 6 a.m., um, you know, on a public holiday, uh, faxing a contract to to Sydney because this couple said, you know, unless you get it to us that morning, we're we're done. Yeah. Like we're we're off with family. We're we're doing our thing, and we won't be near a fax. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, whereas now now with um, and of course the fax jammed, and I was there for about two hours. Yeah, <laughs> but we did we, we <laughs> but we did get the the, the sale done. Yeah. But, I think it's one of those things that because of that accessibility you're talking about, you know, we can DocuSign yeah. contracts and do it in a, in a virtual way. I mean, you can be anywhere effectively. Um, it's very rare that people are completely out of touch so or out of contact. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Now, why do you feel it's a good time for vendors to consider selling through winter? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the number one reason that I always say to vendors it's a good time is because it's a less crowded market. Mm. You get very few opportunities in a real estate market um, to effectively sell, not quite in isolation, but certainly uh, with less competition yes. and less competition, but generally the same amount of buyers. Um, and so all of a sudden, it's your time to shine. So you're, you're shining in a less crowded market. And, and that's, that's, that's the predominant reason um, is that, you know, there's generally less properties on the market and, and, uh, you know, you, you get to sort of sometimes create that frenzy. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's no different to, like, I mean, some of the best sales that we had this year were at the very start of Feb, like when, yeah. you know, when people came back and they were full of enthusiasm and there was nothing around. Yeah. And, you know, the, the first properties were the ones to shine. Well, it's the same principle in winter. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, the first ones to shine pre-spring. Like, and, and I'm just going to bring up something that I had, um, my last house that I sold back in 2011, um, I actually used sold it on the last Saturday of November, which is probably the worst possible day you could possibly sell a house. Um, but I had 50 mils of rain damp in my auction, which, you know, is not ideal because spring is actually a heavier rain time than winter. But most people sort of think it the other way around. Um, and you can get yes. some glorious winter sunshine coming through properties. And I think it's a great time to showcase, especially if you've got that northern aspect come through, um, showcase how deep that sun can come into your home and warm up your home. My whole concept of this question was, um, you know, obviously the reality is spring is when the clouds really open up with the rain. So really they should be taking advantage of winter, shouldn't they? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a really good point. So, you know, certainly in Melbourne, you know, there is unpredictability with weather and yeah. and spring can be shocking. I mean, we, we, we know how many wet, horrible Melbourne Cup days there yeah. are, um, you know, and uh, you always feel sorry for everyone who's in, in you know, all their beautiful uh, fashion wear um, and look look like they've, <laughs> they've just come down a water slide yeah. or a mud slide. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there is that factor. And, and as you say, I mean, some properties look great in winter with the fire going and, mm. you know, they, they, they look a little bit more intimate or romantic or, or um, you know, they have that appeal yes. 
and there are some really good stable days, as you say, where you get some really nice sunny um, winter days. Um, so, you know, they're, they're all, um, you know, factors that come into play. And, and, and I think that it's really about how you, um, you know, how you uh, prepare the home mm. when you're getting ready for, for winter. Um, so it, we, you talked about, you know, the northern light coming in, but if you have a property that, that probably, you know, that, that needs a little bit of light enhancement, I mean, there are, generally it's because plants are, have, have grown too big. Yes. Um, so, you know, you might need to cut back the camellia, you know, flowering tree that's out the front of the window. Yeah. And again, you might want to do that anyway, because you want to see the house. Mm. Like that's the other thing. Like you, in photography, you should actually always take out your iPhone and take a photo of your house from the street as if you were a, a real estate photographer mm. and have a look to see how much of the detail of the property you can see. Mm. And half the time it's covered in the garden. And really what you want to be doing is actually showcasing the home. So th- th- those things are like, well, cut back the garden, um, you know, put more lamps into your home, more artificial lighting as well, um, you know, uh, making sure you've got great LED lighting, for example, yeah. and, and sort of updating things a little bit. Mm. Um, so th- these are all the things that can be done. Um, you know, you might want to change your colour scheme inside. I mean, there's no doubt everybody is painting everything white i mean it's 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 that's just what's on trend yeah you know feature walls are uh, feature walls are not on you know not fashionable um so all of those things like certain colors soak up light and make rooms feel big um, smaller and contract the the space so you know it's just about making sure you've got the presentation right um yeah and uh and and then making sure that you know you've got the right window furnishings that that that'll that you know that aren't blocking all the light um, you know, and, you know, make, making sure that you, you have all your windows clean, you know, just these little things that are important. And they can yeah. brighten up your home, which is what you want. Ab- absolutely. Yep. That is what you want. Now, I, my idea is that July is a bit of an underrated time in terms of selling. What's your experience in which month is a bit underrated? So it depends a little bit upon, um, it depends a little bit upon school holidays. Yeah. I mean, I, I still feel, especially at the moment, and I mean, I'm not sure, you know, when this is going to air and, and who might listen down the track, but um, at the moment we've found that holidays are actually more impactful than they have been. And, and the reason being is that people have been locked up for so long mm. that, you know, they're taking every opportunity they can uh, to get back out there, whether it's to regional Victoria or interstate or, you know, and, and you know, some people visiting family overseas. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's like normally we'd say, oh, look, you know, don't worry too much about the school holidays, but the school holidays are probably, they're right at the start of July. So the, basically as soon as that finishes, like if you look at the calendar year this year, you've got this, you know, you've got three Saturdays, in July that are optimum selling periods. So it probably is a very underrated time. Yeah. Um, and I love August as well. Yeah. August is pre-September where everybody hits the market. Yeah. August is, in my opinion, the most underrated month. I sell a lot of property in August for great prices yeah. um, historically. So that that's probably my my, my pick of it yeah. um, because there's also there's, there's zero disruptions in August. So Mid-July through to, through to August, um, you know, up, up until the sort of start of September, that's, that's going to be a really 
really good, um, you know, optimum time, I reckon. Yeah. 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 I've sold a house in August um, only because you know, we're talking 19 years ago because um, I was due to have a baby at the end of August and I sold and I, <laughs> I actually um, sold it through Nick Renner and I hit, oh, back then it was Hocking Stewart days and they, there was a Hocking Stewart uh, conference, like for, like corporate conference uh, on the 16th, I think, of of August, which is when I wanted to have my auction day. I was due on the 26th of August and they said, oh, look, you can either have the 9th or you can have the 23rd. And I'm like, you know what, I think we'd better go the 9th on the basis that I'm like, you know, a child on the, the 23rd. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he actually popped out on the 30th of August. So, you know, it would have been the next Sunday after that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got a good price for that. We um, highest property um, for that type of thing or price for that type of thing at the time. Um, made 200 grand within three years or something. So that was pretty good for that time, you know, 2003. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. Just, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, August is great. Um, so I've sold in August, I've sold in November, and I've sold in May, I think, yeah. So, yeah, November was the worst of the lot. Yeah, very interesting, isn't it? Um, and certainly yeah. buck, bucks that. That, that trend and that conception that we talked about before, doesn't it? So It does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, do you find that the weather deters people from attending auctions and inspections or do you think the serious buyers still come out? Uh, yeah, look, I think the serious buyers come out. I mean, you know, we, 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 we like quantity in, at inspections, but really what we're looking for is quality. Um, mm. so, you know, you might get less of those, you know, curious neighbors, um, but the serious people are certainly out and, you know, look, we, we've, we I, I just think back to when we had, uh, certain restrictions and those restrictions that were that we had to, uh, we had density quotas and we could only let certain yeah. numbers of people through people were lined up at some properties, um, because we could only do 10 at a time, um, mm people were lined up like down the street. It was like, like it was like it was a nightclub and they all had their umbrellas. It was all raining, um, you know, and and it did not stop them from coming. So look, it's part of, it's part of life in Melbourne. You've got the umbrella in the boot. Like if you don't, you probably probably kick yourself. So, you know, you, I think it's just part of part of part and parcel of of living in Melbourne. And, and as you say, look, you, you'd be surprised. I have in 20, this is my 21st year in real estate and I, you know, I could probably count, I'd probably say I've only done 20 indoor auctions, like in Mm. all that, in all those years, like there seems to always be a break in the weather. Like we've had a few that are indoors (laughs) and even if they are indoors, they've been fantastic. So if anything, people get on with it quicker because they kind of probably feel it's a little, a little bit more, um, you know, yeah, yeah. So they just they they sort of go, okay. Well, you know, we're not going to muck around here. We're just going to put our hand up yeah. and start bidding. So some yeah. of my best best auctions have been indoors in winter. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, again, yeah. I'm I'm not sort of perturbed by it. Yeah, I think buyers like to buy in winter because it means that they're setting themselves up for the new year. So they may you know settle in October, November kind of thing and you know, yeah. start the school year. And so that rush, rush feeling that if you're selling in spring, do you think that's a pretty 
good sort of observation? So as an observation, what I've seen is that some people try and take advantage of the fact that they can sell in winter, sell before they buy. They know what their budget is then. So they've got the comfort of knowing that they're not going to be under pressure after they've bought with bridging finance. They also know that they haven't overextended themselves. And in fact, in some cases, they might have more to spend because they might have a result that's above reserve or more than they expected. Um, So it sets them up. But what it sets them up for is they sell in a less crowded market where they shine a bit more. They then go into the spring market where everybody sells. And they've got more choice as a buyer. So they've either got more choice and perhaps more potential to pick up something at a better price. Yeah. Um, But they're also going into that that busy market, um, you know, where there's more availability and they're going in. Yeah. with that confidence of like well we know what we've got to spend and we can get you know we can stretch ourselves here because we've yeah. got them we've got it we know what we're doing yeah so so i think that's 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 a big part of it as well it's a, yeah. it's a smart play it's a smart mm-hmm. strategic play yeah. yeah sounds good now after the break we will talk more about how we can get your home ready for the winter market You're listening to Real Estate Right, and we have award-winning agent Sam Gaiman from Chisholm and Gaiman to talk to us about the benefits of selling your home in a winter market. So, Sam, what should we do now if we want to take advantage of a July or August auction before spring hits? Okay, so what you should do is um, make sure you've had a chat to an agent, um, an experienced agent, such as such as myself or one of our team at Chisholm and Gaiman. Yeah. But, yeah, whoever whoever is the, um, you know, the right choice for you in your your, your suburb area, your core area. Yes. um, Is get that that advice. So I would rely upon their expertise or a stylist, uh, depending on what you need. And some people engage with part styling. Some people move out and, and um, move into a family member's house. Uh, some people might rent an Airbnb, which is what one of my clients did recently. Yeah. Uh, so um, so that they could have, we could have free access to the property. Mm-hmm. But I would start looking at everything you can do to get ready. And you need to activate those things, you know, fairly quickly. But part of that consultation with the agent, what you need to work out is, you know, what needs to be done to the home. So is it a case of the garden needs to be cut back like we mentioned before? Yeah. Do you do you do you get the painting done? Do you get the deck sanded and re-oiled? Um, you know, whether or not you you have the um light light fittings changed, window furnishings changed, uh whether you're gonna update bench tops. So, you know, for example, properties that were renovated fifteen to twenty years ago was very fashionable to have um, black granite or uh, black, um, you know, vinyl sort of laminate bench tops. Yeah. All of those things are, are not as fashionable now. So if you lighten them up, so yeah. you have a look at your colour schemes. Um, you might want to get the boards polished. Um, again, you know, there, there was a trend to have glossy floorboards. That's not on trend anymore. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's about having a, a matte finish and, and people don't like that yellowy floorboard anymore that sort of yellowy pine look they want something that's more natural Mm -hmm. um so these are all the things that you can sort of look at um and then it's also gutters cleaned 
pressure washing the house, you know, do the windows need to be um, repaired, do, you know, th- those sorts of things. Um, and you, you basically utilise that time to, to get ready. Um, if, if you are listening to this, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking I might be 12 months away um, yeah. from doing something because, you know, people pre-plan, then what I would actually suggest, and this is an interesting tip, is have a think about when your garden looks its best mm-hmm. and get your photos taken when it does. So yeah. then if you find a property you're interested in buying and, and you can put next, let's say it's next year, um, and you end up buying something in June, well, you can get yourself on the market straight away, but you've already got the photos from when your garden was looking beautiful in September. Yeah or October or when, whenever your garden looks its best. So, and again, there's a lot of people who have deciduous trees. Mm. So, you know, if, if you know that you have a tree that loses leaves in X month, get your photos taken in the month where you know you have the leaves. Yeah. Because you can always, you can always use those photos down the track. Yeah. Sounds like a good tip. Yeah. Um. Now, during your opens, what do you recommend vendors do for those who want to inspect their properties to ensure it remains perfectly presented? Because there is this, you know, misconception that, you know, winter is full of mud and rain and things that get dragged into the house. <laughs> yes, there is certainly that, uh, that the people are always so worried and the first thing they say is, can you ask everybody to take your shoes off? Mm. Please please do not do that. People are so uncomfortable taking their shoes off. Yeah. Um, especially after COVID, they really don't want to be taking their shoes off and walking around the property. You know, I, it's just one of those things that, you know, you, look, you put, you get a couple of towels that you're willing to sacrifice and yeah. you put them at the front and the back door. Let people walk around as if they're living in the home. They need to feel comfortable and they need to resonate with their property. Yeah. Um, in terms of, in terms of getting the, the home ready, what I would say is that the most important part of your property presentation is the first thing that people see when they view it online or yeah. when you're sending out a database alert. Yeah. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is the pictures and the words, so the, the way that the property is, is um, marketed is, is crucial you don't get the second chance to make the first impression. So that's where obviously, um, you know, you come into play soon, you write, you know, great copy. And so it's important that the copy's right. And it's really important the photography's right. So what I always say to clients is, look, I understand that this is a big thing for you. I understand that, you know, you've got, you have kids and maybe the bed beds are not always going to be quite as good as they are when the stylist does it. Yeah. So maybe you have the stylist come in or you get everything picture perfect for the photography because that's everlasting with the campaign. If during the course of the inspections you're at 90%, not 100%, that's acceptable because people are seeing what their first engagement, what's bringing them to the property is what they're seeing in photography. But in terms of keeping things um, neat, well, there are a few tips and tricks um, for example, rather than getting the iron out and ironing the doona every time, you yeah. can get those. You can get those. Um, you know, those sort of. I, I can't think of the name of it because I'm. I'm not a stylist, but 
you know, you know, you get those sort of um, really heavy kind of like flat duna tops. Yeah, sort of like um, um, uh, they're like a quilt. It's a quilt almost, like it's a thick quilt, but it's not a duna. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, and and they're very stylish, and you get yeah. basically you want to have everything in white. You you match your your um, pillows and so forth to your artwork, and you can do a bit of color scheme with that. Um, so it's important to have a bit of variety, but but you, you want your bedspreads and everything basically white. Yeah. If you get one of those big, heavy kind of quilts, that can sit over the top. It doesn't really matter what it looks like underneath, okay? Yeah. So if you're not going to be the perfect stylist with the iron out, you don't have time because you've got to get the kids to sport or whatever it is, yeah. that that's a really good tip and trick. Um, yeah. You know, and, and then as well, I think it's just about having as many clean surfaces as possible, getting the big tubs and getting rid of all your shampoos and your yeah. your um, toothbrushes and everything, putting them into a big plastic tub from Bunnings or, yeah. or one of the other stores and yeah. then you just throw it into the back of the car. Yeah. Um, and, and again, if you've got like a freestanding bin in the kitchen, like you've got to t- put that in the car as well. So, yeah. look, your car is going to be full of stuff <laughs> <laughs> because there's a difference between showcasing and, and living. living. I always tell people that um, try and minimise the amount of spaces you're using through your auction campaign. So you've got four weeks, it's a month, it's temporary paying for um, exceptional gain. And, you know, if it means you, the family's using one bathroom and keep the other one perfectly styled for the whole time of the campaign, do that. But just everyone uses one bathroom, one toilet, use one living space, keep the other ones all perfect, close the doors, don't use them. If you can, yeah. Just minimise. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice, actually. And, I mean, the other thing as well that, uh, the other thing as well that we, um, you know, would recommend is that, you know, you, you do kind of consider putting things into storage as well. Um, mm. So that's something that we, we certainly uh, recommend. And, and, look, the reality is as well, most of my clients will say, hey, Sam, um, I'm too scared to use the oven. Uh, or the or the or the cooktop. They say, oh, yeah. we're just we're just we're just going to a restaurant, or we're just going." I'm not, I know yeah, not everybody has. Feels. Yeah, I know not everyone has the ability to do that. But uh, but maybe you need to cook on the barbecue, and you'd be amazed yeah. what I what I cook in a Weber. I can do. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I can I do minestrone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, do, I do. I cook soup in my Weber. I do uh, all sorts of things. Oh so, wow! Yeah, it's very versatile. Yeah. <laughs> it is very versatile. Um, now, you ran through a few tricks of the trade before to help those who want to take advantage of the winter market. Um, do you have any more? Uh, do I have any more tips for the winter market? Uh, I would. In terms of the tricks of the trade and preparing your home for sale. So, pathways being clean and all that sort of stuff, just to make sure the less dirt's being dragged through the house. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I mean, I think. <laughs> I think the, the, um, and making sure things are, um, you know, you've got the leaf blower and the pressure washer out is, is important. Um, I'd, I'd also have a thing too, that's, that's a very good point what you make because you, you want to have a think about, you should always think about, in my opinion, you know, what, where are the flow areas? Like what are the high traffic mm-hmm. areas? Where are people going to walk through when they're inspecting your home? And so... Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough paving, say between your front gate and your front door, um, then you know maybe that's something that you want to have a look at, and and maybe yeah. you want to you want to 
get some nice aggregate put in or bigger bluestone pavers or or whatever whatever it is um mm-hmm. you know so that there's and if you have a sideway as well maybe you want to make sure that you've, you've, you've you get some hard pebble you know crushed rock down down the side or or you want to have some aggregate put there or, you know, some something that's a harder surface. So if yeah. the people are checking out where the hot water service is or they're having a look to see whether there's any cracking in the walls or, you know, if they're doing an in-depth inspection, um, you know, that, uh, that, that those sort of potential muddy areas are kind of, uh, yeah. you know, sort of addressed. Yeah. Look, I know with my home um, next to our paved pathway to the front door, it actually attracts water, so it puddles quite a lot there. So if you find weeds are growing through your pavers and after a big rain or something like that, you know, know that's going to be a problem area for where mud is going to come in or or anything that's going to get worse. So maybe address that if you're going to spend, yeah. you know, the next 12 months thinking about selling in winter. Um, it's one of those things that you might want to fix up. Kind of thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and I think as well that um, a number of people forget uh, to clean the gutters and probably in autumn all the leaves have come down and then they've, they've forgotten mm-hmm. to clean the gutters. You get a massive rain pour, a, a drain blocks. The next thing we know on yeah. open for inspection day, there's a leaking roof. So, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think... Um, you know, it's it's important just to remember to do that. I mean, just to make sure all yeah. the gutters are cleaned. I mean, I, yeah. I, I a lot of the window cleaners do gutter cleaning as well. So if you're going to get your windows cleaned anyway, you know, before the first open, just get them to do it at the same time, and then you have the peace of mind, and and it's not something that's that's an afterthought. Um, and yeah. if you have an old garage, quite often, you know, they're they're a culprit. So, you know, just just make sure that your maintenance is is up to speed. Um, and if, yeah. if you've had, if you've got a weatherboard with, with a few, you know, rotten, um, timber palings that you, you know, you get those fixed up and, and so that they're not criticized, um, you know, and it's not hard to do, but so it's just those little one percenters that make all the difference. Yeah. Um, and then the yes. other, the other one, and this is a, a strange one, but a lot of people in their, in, in homes, at some point, especially if they've been tenanted, um, at some point an electrician has come in and they've set up the the light switch so the fan goes on automatically. Um, oh, yeah. It's really... Especially in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's really distracting if you've got mm. people walking through your house. It's actually, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's like sitting next to a big fan. Um, so... It's really distracting and annoying, and you probably don't even think about it when you live in the property. Like you've probably forgotten about it. But um, it's amazing to us, like when, as as agents, when we come to do an open home, you're trying to have a nice serenity, and uh, you know you've you've got this sort of yes. <laughs> so you can get the electrician to come around, and they can put yeah. a two way switch in, and just a yeah. little, you know, it's a no, it's a simple thing, but it's one of those like real bugbears. So yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Well, is there anything else that we should talk about with winter or what do you reckon we've covered it all? Uh, yes, it's more of a misconception one. So I just think it might be helpful for those people that are selling. Um, yeah. I get a lot of phone calls on the day of the photography from vendors yes. who say, we need to cancel the photos. It's pouring with rain. What are we going to do? Yeah. It's not acceptable. Or, 
It's, yeah. it's there's not enough natural light. It's going to look terrible. Mm-hmm. Not the reality is actually uh, completely different. Our photographers yes. will photograph rain, hail, or shine, uh, mm-hmm. and ultimately, there's a couple of things. First of all, Photoshop is amazing. You don't really, you don't, you don't really see the rain in the photography. Um, yeah. In quite often, anyway, photographers like uh, even on a sunny day, they might water water a deck because it, it looks more yeah. pristine. They might water a path because it, it looks nicer. Um, mm-hmm. So it's actually quite common to see things that are wet. Um, the other thing too is that photographers actually don't love a lot of sun sunshine because mm-hmm. if you're standing in a room trying to photograph it and and the camera is is flooded with light because the light's pouring into it It, it's almost Mm -hmm. impossible to to photograph that room properly so they actually like a balanced day so if if winter is actually a terrific time to photograph your house um it's actually one of the best times um so yeah that's just something to to think about um and yeah. yeah if i can add to that um Overcast days give you a blank light, like it's just a, a, a solid light, isn't it? It's not like it's yes. streams of, of white light coming in and bouncing off your polish boards and all that sort of stuff. Um, but also the rain brings out the greenery of the garden and it bursts that colour out of the garden so much. So, it's you know, a rainy day is perfect really, isn't it, you know? Yeah, it's it's nothing it's nothing to be feared. Um, you know, yeah. there's there's nothing to be feared. The only the only thing that is crucial to do um, is when you have a view um, to a water yeah. view. A water view yes. you, is very hard to enhance. Um, so you know, with a water view, I I do check um, the weather reports and. If you have a few bad days, and it can be in summer. I mean, look, we, we tried to photograph um, a property in Feb um, that had an amazing water view, and and the whole week was raining. So yeah, yeah and that was that was in summer. Um, so you know, you've 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 you need to kind of probably allow yourself a little bit more campaign time if you have a water view because that that's crucial. That's what you're selling. Um, yeah. So I just and and again, that comes down to being better prepared and, and I think that's one of the things that we find everybody wants to do it, um, all their preparation everything in such a, a, a rush and we can pull it off um, but if, you, if we do have a bit more time um, it just allows us to have a look if you you know if you do have a water view um, or, or something that in particular that you want to see into the horizon so if you've got a mountainous view and you want to see into the horizon you don't want it to be cloudy then yeah. then then that's something where I think you either need to get some photography of the views done earlier and just have them up your sleeve. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. I mean, it doesn't cost yeah. a lot, but it, it, it really does make a huge difference. A difference. Yeah. 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 And it will cost the other way if you don't do it properly. Well, uh, it, 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 like, will cost, it will cost the other way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think as yeah. well, like from a sales point of view, I mean, sometimes when we're talking to buyers, we can, you know, we, if the property has a lot of natural light and we're selling in winter, we say, well, can you imagine it in summer? I mean, how good is this? Like, yeah. You know, how uplifting is this house? Like you're, you're, in, a, you're yeah. in a winter house that's flooded with light. How, how, you know, how yeah. great is that? So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on to Real Estate Right. It's been great having you on our podcast 
Now, if someone is interested in selling their home with Chisholm and Gaiman, how can they contact you? Uh, thanks, Sue. So they can contact me on uh, my mobile number, which is 0425-702-574. And that hasn't changed in over 20 years. So I'm confident you'll get me there. Uh, or my email address. <laughs> or my email address. Yeah. You, can, you can contact us via sam at chismgaiman.com.au. And yep. the other way of contacting us is through our website, which is www.chismgaiman.com.au. Um, so, yeah, it's been a great pleasure. I uh, hope it's been informative. Yep, yep. I'm sure it has been for all those who are on the fence, basically, if they should sell in winter or take it through to spring. So I think uh, you'll get a few people there. Now, um, we'll also have all your details on our show notes and on our social media so you can find out more about Sam and Chisholm and Cayman. Sam, thanks again. Thank you, Sue. Have a great rest of the year. Awesome. Yeah, you too. Keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you. Next week, we have David Tongback from Sequoia Property to talk to us about international buyers. Are they making a return? Since COVID has driven many from overseas away, David will explain what is driving them to invest in our shores again. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is produced by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting companies. And it's written, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada, with the support of my production and social media assistant, Lisa Fisher. All information given on this podcast is a guide only and delivered to help you understand the intricacies that can happen in real estate. We recommend that you get professional advice that is designed for your own personal circumstances. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting this podcast, Premium Beat for their music, Francis Morello for his voiceover and Zoom for the recording. If you have a real estate story that is inspiring or a great how-to tip, please contact Lisa on 5977-889 to find out how you can be a guest on Real Estate Right in 2022. If you would like to know more about our copywriting services, please email Lisa at orders at realcopyright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.